0: Good morning. How are we doing? It's a good day, amen? Has this table changed? Wow, I've only been away for one week and change is happening. This is a black table. It was clear and see-through before. (laughs) I like it. It's nice. Um, Is this a Sunday? Are you excited to be in church? It, I thought that was a great testimony by uh, Jess, by the way. She's proper, she's she set me up. I feel like I don't need preach now. I feel like the preacher's done. You know, she's done everything I need to do. But you've really set me up because I really felt to talk about something this morning, which I thought was a little bit unusual because, you know, I want to give the message about Easter. And I think most of us know the message of Easter. We know Jesus died. We know he rose again. But I just felt to give this kind of message about a gap. And it was interesting, she sat there and talked about a gap year and something missing in her life. And I feel to talk about this this morning, about the gap, the gap that's missing in people's lives. There's a gap that's missing, would we agree in this world? There's something missing in this world, would we agree? You know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about gaps, cultural gaps. I've just been to Rwanda. You go there, they're talking about ladies don't wear trousers and different things in that culture. They, they, they boil eggs in uh, kettles instead of, you know, they, they use what, there's just a cultural gap. And then we've got at the moment that's in the news, a generational gap and we've got a pay gap. Right, It's all in the news, this gender gap, male, female, there's problems about gaps in society. But then when I look at the scripture and I look at the Bible, I believe there's a greater gap. There's a bigger gap that needs solving that God's made us all aware of and he's the only one who can solve the gap. He's the only one who can fill the gap, he can answer the gap, he can change the gap and he can change our lives. And then the generational gaps and the cultural gaps and the gender gaps, they begin to outwork when we fill this gap first. So who's into listening about a gap this morning? And, um, you know, on Good Friday, we've just heard about Good Friday, the day that Jesus died for our sins. that The sacrifice for all sins in this world were paid on that day. But, you know, on that day when they watched it and they observed it, it didn't look a good day. Let's be honest, it didn't look good. They wondered what was happening, they were confused. And we only call it Good Friday because we have Resurrection Sunday. Yeah? We're all, woo, it's Good Friday. I remember the girls asking us why it's called Good Friday. And they said, is it because we get a day off school? Well, that's a pretty good reason. We get a day off work, it's Good Friday. Day off, not all of us do. It's Good Friday. And then I said, well, it's to do with Jesus dying. And she said, death? That's not a good day. Why is it a good day? And then you explain to them when they're little why Jesus died. But most of them at the time didn't understand what was happening. But God understood what was happening on that day. But the disciples were confused. And there was a gap from Good Friday to Easter Sunday. Yes? And there's a gap in this world right now there's a gap from when Jesus returns and makes all things well there's a gap from if you've chosen Jesus that one day you will be resurrected with him you're waiting in the meantime for the power of the resurrection to raise you from the dead and put you in there's a gap in your life would you agree and I believe that God is in the gap You know, there was a gap from the Friday when Jesus died, when he paid for our sins, for all of the sins of the world. There was a gap from that day to the day when we saw the power of God through Jesus Christ. And for many of us, we don't understand why things happen, but I want to encourage you this morning that God is in the gap. Doesn't matter what happens, what the circumstances, we might not be in control of circumstances, but God is in the gap. God was in Easter Friday, God was in, sorry, Easter Sunday, God was in Good Friday, God was in, before that, God was working through all of humanity, and He's never given in, in all of those gaps. He promised from the beginning of time when man rebelled against God, he said, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep a covenant with these people because I love them. And he said, one day I'm going to crush the head of that snake and defeat it. And, And all the way through history, we see a gap from God's promise to God fulfilling that promise when he came through Jesus Christ. There's always a gap that seems what's happening. But guess what? God's in the gap. God's not given up on humanity. He's not giving up on your neighbor. He's not giving up on you. He's not giving up on this world. And you may feel like there's a gap, but I want to tell you that God is in the gap. You might lose control of things, but God is still in the gap if we choose to put our faith in him. You know, the Bible says in Ezekiel 22, verse 30, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall. we got a wall here. This this isn't up just for this. It was up because what we're doing this year about building. But it says, I looked for someone. This is a prophet speaking on behalf of God, God's voice coming to the earth. And he says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on my behalf of the land. So I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. This doesn't sound good news for Easter Sunday, does it? But you know, this is the deal with humanity. We've all fallen short. There's not one of us who can say, we're as good as God. Not one of us could say, I'm holy and I deserve to be in heaven. You know, the danger of this, if we're not careful, if we don't realize there's a gap between us and God, then we fall short. We think in our own minds that we'll make it in our own strength, but actually... We cannot fill the gap. Only God fills the gap. And sometimes I've seen illustrations like this. We're over this side and God's over this side. Have you ever seen these illustrations? Some of you might not. We're over this side and God's over this side. And there's this chasm in between where we can't get to God. And the only way of getting to God is you put the cross across here and you walk across the cross. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? We get to God through the cross. And I kind of like that illustration, but I have a problem with that illustration because... I feel like I'm on the same level as God and I just simply walk through Jesus to God. And I'm not God. You're not God. We're not God. But I think there's a better illustration to help us understand this gap. Okay? And we all have this gap and God can fill this gap. God can fill it for you. He can fill it for your neighbor and he can make us right with him. So I'm going to draw, sorry if you can't, can you just turn this for me, Tim, so people over there. Can you see now, just about? I'll explain what I'm drawing. So, I want you to imagine, this is, this is God up here. And the Bible tells us that God is perfect, he's holy, he's pure, he's good, he's loving. And his holiness is who he is. Then we kind of, I don't know about you, I don't know how good you are. Any good people in here? Anybody been good this year? Has the Easter Bunny been to you? Has he been? Did Santa come? Has East anybody? Hands up! Anybody had any chocolate? One person has only been good because the Easter Bunny's been watching you all year and you've been a good girl, right? We do this, don't we? <laughs> But then, you know, then we do good things. I don't know where you'd put yourself on this line, but let's see. This is the worst person in the world, and this is God who's whole and pure. Where would you put yourself on this line? I'm listening to Billy Graham, who's a great preacher recently, and he said that he was a sinner saved by the grace of God. He saw millions of people come to faith, but he said, I fall short of God's glory. I sinned, I rebelled, I struggled with authority, I said things to my family, I got angry. He said, I fell short of God's glory. And I would say he'd probably put himself, say up or down, come on. I feel like Bruce, Forsyth on Janet, Gen- come on, up, higher, higher, L- lower, where do you want him? There? Very kind and generous, I thought I'd have put him up here myself, but let's put him in the middle. Let's put Billy Graham in the middle, eh? He was a good guy, did great things, but he fell short of the glory of God and realized it was by grace he got saved. And then what about uh, Mother Teresa? We all like her, don't we? Well, we all know so. She's a kind person. Where do you want to put her now? Do you want to put her below? Higher? 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 Come on. Lower? Hi, them lot of, these lot over here I haven't got a clue what we're on about. Right? There was a game, right? Google it. Bruce Forsyth. Play your cards right. You had to guess what the next card was, higher or lower, right? Come on, join in now. Higher or lower? Higher. Whoa, she's a good girl, mother. T- yeah? She, she was, she's getting up there. Then what about the Pope? Woo! I'm going need the Pope. Holy, holy, holy. What about him? He wears them white clothes, leaks. Really holy. What about the Pope? Higher or lower? Don't listen to what's in the news. Higher or lower? Lower? Someone lower? Lower? Did you forgive your brother before you took communion this morning? You're not lower, right? You want the Pope? Forgive us, Father. Holy, holy, holy. Right? They all fall short. Romans. 323 says for all 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 have sinned and fall short of the glory of god we all fall short We all don't feel good enough. We feel inadequate. We're struggling in this world. We're trying to look for love and acceptance. We want to fit in, as we've heard this morning. It's sin that has affected us, that's damaged us, that is looking for something that's missing in our lives. There's a gap that's missing that only God can fill in you. And this is the gap that we all fall short. We fall short of God's holiness and glory. Now, this is why we celebrate Good Friday and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because God made a way to pay for all of this shortfall. All of your sin, all of your wrong, all of your inadequacy, all of your rejection issues that we're wrestling through, trying to find where we fit in this world, discover our identity, all of that that's eating away at us is transferred over to the cross. That's why Jesus died. It says he was without sin. He was the holiness of God that came to earth. He left the throne of heaven and he walked this earth with no sin. No sin was on his lips. He did not sin. But he chose you and to do something because he loves you. He chose to transfer all of your sin over to the cross. The Bible says that he who hangs on a a tree shall be cursed. So on this day, Jesus was cursed for you so that the sin or the curse could be removed over. Scripture says that the wages of sin, the wages of your sin, which we all fall short. You've just agreed with me, because I'm sure none of you are holier than Billy Graham or the Pope. So you must fit somewhere here, right? If you're anything like me. We've got even more, more sin to transfer Over to Jesus. And all of this goes over to here. And he pays for the wages of our sin. All of the wages of all of humanity, their sin, is transferred over to Jesus. And then we get a good exchange. If you're a football fan, this is like Stoke City signing Ronaldo. Don't laugh, it might happen one day. Come on, no, no. Or let's say, I don't know who, lower league, somebody from Port Vale. No, you this is a good transfer. This is like, we don't deserve this transfer. It's like somebody's bought the club and says, I'm going to put every penny I have. Money isn't an issue, right? Money and investment isn't an issue into this. This is going to pay for all of the mess. And we're going to transfer that over. Then all of my goodness and all of my holiness and all of my righteousness is going to be transferred onto you. Woo! This is a good day, church. We don't deserve it. We don't earn it. It's the free gift of righteousness given by God through faith. We don't earn it. How good's that? That's a good day. But I want to encourage you this morning, are you aware of the gap? Are you aware of the gap? Because if you're not, I want to say to you, mind the gap. You know, if you go to London, I wasn't even aware of that gap until somebody started shouting to me through the ear, mind the gap. What gap? What gap? And now I'm terrified, fearful. And you get the kids, it's like, mind the gap. The kids are like, what gap? There isn't a gap. It's like they've they've, made you aware of this little thing. You step over at the tube station. Mind the gap. But I want to say to you this morning, mind the gap. God's made us aware of the gap through Scripture. Who who is there in the world who can stand before me and people? There is no one who could administer my justice and my love like me. All have fallen short. Yet I will send Jesus to stand in the gap to administer my justice and my righteousness to this world. He's the gap filler. But are you aware of the gap this morning? Do you know there's a gap between you and God? Do you think your good deeds, you're doing okay? I'm doing okay. I've done some things bad or some things, you know, they're not too bad. But I'll take my chances in my own righteousness that I'm good enough to get there? Or do you recognize that actually you fall short of God's glory? Do you fall short this morning of God's glory? Or are you as good as God and going to spend eternity with God in his holiness and his perfection? I don't know about you, but I know I won't make it that way. But praise be to God that he makes the way this morning. He died on the cross to take on all of your sin, every little bit of it. It says that he casts it as far as the east and the west so it's gone and it's no longer there so that you can live in the holiness of God and the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So you now get moved from your low position here and you get elevated to this position where you have right standing with God. And it's not what you do, it's what Jesus did for you. And it says now, he stands in the gap praying for you when you get condemned and people accuse you or you get rejected in society. Jesus is standing in the gap and saying, no father, I love them and I died for them. Come to me, keep coming to me. Understand what I say about you in my word that I have paid for your sin. I am the gap filler. I'm the one who's dealt with the sin of this world. I do not accuse you or push you away He'll reject you, I say, come to me and you will know my right standing with my father. You will know his peace, you will know his joy, you will know his presence. And you think, how does that happen? It happens when we put our faith in Jesus, we respond to the message, the word, then it says he sends his spirit to fill us with his presence. There we have his presence from heaven is now landing on earth in our hearts. We know his peace, we know his righteousness, we know his love, we know his joy. All of a sudden what was dead starts to come alive again in us and something has filled me with his presence in my heart and I struggle to articulate it but all I can say is I was dead, now I'm alive is anybody been dead and now they're alive because we've got something to shout about church we've got something to shout about there's a, there's a story where Jesus in Luke 7 sorry I'm off key here there's a story with, in Luke 7 where Jesus finds a widow and her only son is dead that's a bad day her only son she's a widow she's got no husband to support her her future she probably looks fearful Yet Jesus, because his heart, it said, goes out to her, goes over to her and the boy. He touches the coffin and the boy comes back alive again. This is the power of God. This is the power of God's heart in his love for you and me. He sees a problem that needs solving for the woman and for the child. He goes over, he touches the coffin, bang. He says to the boy, sit up. And the boy talks to him. What'd you say? Hey Jesus, do you want to go to McDonald's? What'd you say once you've been dead? What'd you say would when when you, when you've been dead and now you're alive? What'd you say? Thanks, thanks, Jesus. Hey guys, guess what? I was dead. I was dead, now I'm alive. Hey, I'm going to work. Guess what, boss? Let me tell you this. No, you've got your job to do. I'll, I'll do my job, but let you tell you this. I was dead, but now I'm alive. Is anybody dead? Now they're alive. Is anybody alive? Because if you're not alive I'll question whether God has filled you with the power of his love and the power of the resurrection is in you because once it's in you you want to tell people about it. I was dead but now I'm alive. It was a bad day but guess what? It's a good day now. Is anybody with me? Has anybody got somebody to tell this morning or this week that Jesus is alive? Jesus was dead, but now he's alive. And he makes us right with him through the power of his love. I want to say God's in the gap. When experiences or situations don't appear to go the way that we think they're going, God is in the gap. When you plant a seed in the ground, it doesn't grow instantly. It takes time to break out of its shell. It needs watering. It needs the right temperature. And all of a sudden, it starts to break out of the ground. The thing that's encased it, it comes out of. And all of a sudden, it starts to grow and produce fruit. And you think, well, I've accepted Jesus and I'm not really experiencing or feeling like it. Put the seed in the ground, water the seed, and I'll guarantee the power of God will work in and through you. And your life, will you will live a resurrected life. Your bad day will turn into a good day. God's in the gap. It was between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday when people thought he'd failed. God was in the gap. But I send a warning to you this morning because it's my job to do this, mind the gap. Mind the gap. Are they preaching back at me? Just get a drink. Mind the gap. The other warning I want to say to you is just with this gap is don't try and fill the gap yourself. Because what happens is if you try and fill the gap yourself, you get worn out and tired it wears you out. I'm convinced stress, anxiety, the problems in this world is because people are trying to fill the gap themselves. And God's like, carry on then. Carry on trying to find acceptance. Carry on trying to find identity and purpose. Carry on trying to find approval. Carry on trying, but I am the one who will fill the gap. There's no other gap filler like me. I'm the way maker. We can sing the songs, but when God fills the gap, God fills the gap. We don't need other things to fill the gap. I remember when I gave my life to Christ, i have been drinking heavily. i have been on drugs. I was addicted. Nothing I couldn't get off them. And I said, God, I'll give you my life. If you get me off, I'll never do it again. He filled me with a joy that I've never felt before. I never once touched a drug again, and I never once touched alcohol. For 10 years, I didn't touch a drop of alcohol until one day I decided, actually, alcohol doesn't have me. I can choose if I want it. Why do I say that? Because God fills the gap. And when God fills the gap, God blinking fills the gap. He doesn't do it half-hearted. He fills you to the fullness of God and it flows out of the temple and into your home and into your life and into your community when God fills the gap. But be careful that you don't try and fill the gap yourself. You know, if you played sport or played football or You know, you've been involved in, you've wanted to be involved in a group or a team or something. I remember growing up thinking, all I want to do is play football and I want to be in, but I wasn't very good. So I thought if I work really hard, then I'll get in with the group. So I did, I worked hard. I watched and I've worked hard to get in with the group. And I remember once being substituted. Oh my word. Have you seen these footballs on the tally when they get subbed? Eh? These water bottles they turn into missiles have you ever seen them yeah i'll show you what happens this this they walk off the pitch and they go like this mm. why you been substituted substituted i want be on i want be in i want to be on the pitch i want to take part i want to be at the center i want to feel loved but you've substituted me That's what people are looking for. But here's the deal. This is what Jesus did to fill our gap. Jesus said, guess what? I've had enough of sitting on the bench, seeing you on the bench, not fitting in, not good enough, being rejected by the world. You keep sitting on the bench wondering where you're going to fit in. And I'm at the center of this world. I hold it all together. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move myself to the bench for you. And I'm going to take you off the bench, and I'm going to put you at the center of my world. And I'm going to demonstrate this through the love on the cross, just to show you that I love you. So believe in me and accept me and allow me to love you and to cleanse you and to wash you. To know that you are no longer a substitute who's been rejected but I've paid the price so that you could be substituted into my righteousness. I've paid the gap. I'm the one who's they've rejected. I'm the one who's, who doesn't look good on the cross and have dealt with your inadequacy of not liking yourself. Look at what I paid. I, I was punished for your sin. I was punished for sin that says you're not good enough. I paid the price of that, paid as society rejecting you, so that you no longer have to be rejected. My appearance was not good on the cross, but here's what I've paid it for so that I can pay for your pain and your suffering, so I can heal you now and make you whole again and restore you and redeem you. I can transfer your pain to me on the cross now, and now you can receive my peace. And my joy, you're no longer a substitute who gets rejected in this world. You've now been picked by a manager who blinking believes in you more than anybody believes in you in this world. He says, this is my first choice. You're my son. You're my child. You're top of the list. You're on there now. Stop doubting yourself, not believing in yourself. I died for you. I chose you. I picked you. You are a chosen team member on my team. You need to pick yourself up, shake yourself off, and believe in that I believe in you more than anybody in this world. See, God's a gap filler. When he looked at his team, he didn't think, no, I'm not going to pick that one. They're, 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 I know they're falling short, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll pick them and I'll exchange and then I'll elevate them so that we could be in right standing with God. This is good news, church. This is good news. But I want to remind you, mind the gap. Don't try and fill the gap in your own strength. You try and fill that gap in your own strength You look for people to accept you, they will reject you. You look for approval, you will be pushed out. You look for love, people will hate you at some point and say unkind things about you. But Jesus will never reject you. He will always accept you and he will always love you. Romans 8 Verses 31 to 39. It says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Well, I'm not good enough. No, 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 no. He's given for you. He's given for your enemy. He's given for all of this world. He's given for all. Won't he also give us everything else? Wow, as though that's not good enough. Jesus, and then we can have more. Yeah, you can have his peace. You can have his love. You can have his grace in your life operating continually. Since he, sorry, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen? Come on, you're chosen. Who dares accuse us Whom God has chosen for his own. You've been picked. No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Wow. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything, anything separate us? Can anything get in between us? Are there any gaps that are going to get between me and God? Nothing. Nothing can separate us, it says, from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or in earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from that power. And if you question that power, look at the cross. Look at the power of his love at the cross. Did death separate him from us? No. Not even death could conquer God. Why? Because God is love. And love never fails. Therefore, God never fails. God is a God whose love never ends. And nothing once we receive Jesus can separate us from the love of God. No demon, no angel, no circumstance. And Paul's speaking about being punished, beaten, put in prison. He's writing letters from a place that he even feels like it's fastening him in. And he's saying, you know what, guys? I'm preaching from a prison cell. And I want to tell you that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Death itself had no sting over God because God is love and God's love is powerful. And it will resurrect you in the day when you die, when you face death that power in you that was in Jesus Christ is going to raise you from the dead you're an invincible unstoppable machine because God lives in you it's resurrection day it can be a nice story or it can be a day where we accept Jesus as the saviour of the world now some of you might be here today you don't know Jesus and I've told you what I believe is the truth I'm not trying to persuade you. There are better salesmen in the the world and in this room who could do a better job at persuading you. I'm not here to persuade you. I'm here to tell you the truth. And you stand before God and you look at your life and you say, am I right with God? Are you going to take your chance of trying to do it in your own strength? or Are you going to accept that God has sent his son to pay for your sins? that you can receive forgiveness and be made right with God I was wondering where my water was then I thought somebody had pinched it and in a moment if that's you I'm going to give you opportunity to make yourself right with God and to turn away from the life you're living and start to be yourself and enjoy life with God or maybe you're here today you know when you're going through a, what feels like a difficult time feels like it's a a bad Friday that's not turning into a good Friday yet I want to pray for you that you'd remind yourself and encourage yourself in the truth of God's word and in his love that is faithful, that doesn't end and may you go deeper into his love, may he reveal himself to you through this season that you're in so let us pray let's just bow our heads this is about you And God, it's not about me, I'm the messenger. Look beyond me and look to God this morning. I'm going to pray for the people that are going through difficulties. Father, we just pray for them right now. We ask that by your spirit, you would strengthen them. Holy Spirit, you would bring truth into their lives, that they would know that you love them, that you are a God who's in the gap. You're a God that fills the gap. And God, you're a God who never gives up on them so father i pray that by your spirit you would strengthen them this morning cause them to rise up and through their circumstances that god they would grow in you grow in love grow in compassion grow in kindness in and through those situations we pray comfort them i pray bring comfort by your spirit your peace by your spirit in jesus name amen you know why we just Go ahead by. Let's take a moment. Maybe you're here and you've heard what I've said and something spoken to you about being made right with God. You know, and today you can be made right with God because of what Jesus did for you. You don't earn this. Your, your wages of sin is death. We're all going to die. But Jesus promised for those who believe, even though they die, they will live. But we can't be with God unless we understand that He's holy And He must make us holy so that we can be with Him for eternity. So if you're here and you don't know God, I'm just take our time, just take a moment. Just bow your head and in your heart. Maybe you feel God speaking to you. And I'm gonna give an opportunity for you to pray. And pray a prayer with me. In your heart, in your trust in God that God has sent Jesus for you. So let us pray, repeat in your heart with me. Father God, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus who died for me to pay for my sins that I would be forgiven and made right with you. Father, forgive me of all of my wrongs, the things that I know the things that I don't know. And God, I thank you that you forgive me. And today I choose to believe in you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.